Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian, and I have assembled today a very special cast of individuals dear to me and my seniors in the wide world of MMOs, MMORPGs, and specifically today to discuss one that I have dedicated my last few months to, Final Fantasy fourteen. Some Hooray. of you may have heard of it. So yeah. we have Eric here on my left. Hello. You know Eric, of course. Uh, most recently, in fact, joined us for the Ant-Man discussion. Yes, that was a wonderful discussion. Actually, wonderful very uh, well-received. Uh, a couple people gave some really good feedback. Some friends of the show, uh, like Matt Broussard, uh, one of my fellow Comic Book Bears guys, and uh, a few other people really liked Oh, Steve Mowry, again, Comic Book Bears. Um, and big listeners of Flame On. So thank you, again, for listening. And then Jacob, who you, if you are an astute and long-time listener... Of both this show and the predecessor of the Media Mess. You know Jacob. This time, I'm very excited to be here because they give me a chair. <laughs> he used to be the straight boy on the floor. So we called you straight, yes, straight, the straight boy, boy on the floor. On the floor. I'm Jacob. Hello. Very, uh, unfortunate, you know, degrading title that we had previously given you, but now you've graduated. Oh, thank you. You have a seat at the table around this lovely table with mic stands and everything. Gosh, it's like we're professional. It feels official. We're getting there. It's slowly but surely. I mean, we didn't get paid. We're gearing up. So I guess that counts. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So so this is going to be a big old Final Fantasy 14-centric thing. So if you've never heard of the game, don't worry. We're going to talk a little bit about what it is, where it came from, why it's important, or why it's exciting for those of us who play it. If you've never played an online RPG, don't worry. We'll try to talk about things and explain terms like poop sock. I just learned that the other day. 
That's that's a new one for me. Well, I had forgotten it because it was actually a South Park thing. But we're gonna we're gonna try to distill this down. So even if you're not a gamer, even if you're not, this will give you a window into the world of gaming. Uh, and I will actually be also including our interview with the guild, actually the Rough Trade uh, gaming community, but specifically the uh, Final Fantasy XIV guild uh, taint of which I am a part. Uh, we'll be talking to them, uh, later on. So this is a, this is not just for gamers, it's for everybody, but we want to give you a glimpse into this world and explain what, it, what it is we do when we grind. It's not grinder. It's a different kind of thing. <laughs> yes. But there are jokes to plenty. So let's just dig in. So we'll, we'll set the table with Final Fantasy in general because I think that, that is the broadest thing, sort of, because it's been around for what? God, I don't know, 20 years, 20 plus. Um, yeah, like 80 Started in the 87? When I was right in there. high school, yeah. maybe even middle school, I played my first Final Fantasy. And I didn't start with Final Fantasy 1. I, I started with the confusingly numbered Final Fantasy 2. Which was 4 in which Japan. Was four. Mm-hmm. 2 in the U.S., 4 in Japan. Because 2, 3 weren't released in the U.S. Right. at that time. So at they decided time. to call 2. Uh, for us, what was four over there? Exactly, and it was on the uh, Super NES, SNES, yes. and it was one of the first. I think it actually may have been the first. I may have played Dragon Quest, uh, the first Dragon Quest, mm-hmm. but it was one of the first RPGs, role-playing games I had ever played. Uh, I was it, never at the table as a Japanese role-playing game. Yes, uh, everybody kind of started developing like that in that structure. It definitely set for. Not just Final Fantasy, but like you said, for mm-hmm. many other genres, there are many other uh, games to come after. Uh, sets of characters, archetypes, uh, mechanics, mm-hmm. and I mean that in one sense and another. Uh, gameplay, music. Music was a huge part of the game. One of yeah. the things I fell in love with early on was this, this amazing, albeit, you know, lo-fi, 16 or 8-bit, you know, game music, but just fell in love with the complexity and, and, and how beautiful it was. Uh, Nobuo Uematsu, who has Absolutely. stayed with much of the series, if not almost all of it. Still doing music for Heaven's and come And has come back to do more music. So, so like so many things about it, you know, potions and Phoenix Downs and tents. Hmm. There's no tents in Final Fantasy fourteen. I realized. If there is, I haven't seen them. Um, well, I mean, there are literal tents around. <laughs> yeah, but, but not, tents not as an item. item. The concept no. of a tent back in those games was, you know, you, you would fight battles randomly, uh, presenting random encounters, if you will. Mm. Oh, thank you. Uh, they would, uh, deplete your HP, your, your hit points. That's your life. You have a certain number of points that's your life. So you would deplete those and out in the field, you had no way to get, unless you had potions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would have different people on your group. I think it, I think that game had four. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. that you were playing with. So you'd have to keep all their stats up. And so these tents would let you just instantly, like. It was a portable in room, basically. And, mm-hmm. and an inn is in the new Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So an inn being the same idea, but in a city. Mm-hmm. So you would go into the city, you would rent a room to recharge your health points and magic points and any other stats that had been degraded, I think. I think it took care of poisons and yeah. status ailments. Any status ailments. Mm-hmm. So, so the RPG, you know, genre, like I said, grew from that. Final Fantasy certainly grew. And now, years later, here we are. 15 is coming out, what, next year? I think? It's on the horizon. It's, it's, it's been heavily teased and pro- promised for years. But 14, uh, a lot like 11 before it mm-hmm. are games that you play not by yourself only. 
Because these uh, RPGs, I mean, it's, even though you have four characters, you control all four characters to some extent. Mm-hmm. But with the online, the multively, this is what the MMO is, multively, no, multiply, massively, massively, <laughs> wait, okay, do massively it. multiplayer online. Multiplayer. Role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Role-playing game. So that with the advent of the internet, we can take RPGs, we can have many players all working together in the shared universe to a point, shared in some ways, not shared in others. Because there are times where you need to have your own little, they call them instances. Mm-hmm. It's just your own little separate thing, mm-hmm. quest, dungeon, trial, whatever. And um, and you can share your experience. And so like when I play, I get to hang out with Jacob occasionally because he knows all of the stuff and is on my server. <laughs> and so anything I don't get, even if it's things I probably should have just read, paid more attention to. Brian, did you read the tooltip? The answer is always no. <laughs> I don't even sometimes read the quests. I'm bad about that sometimes. Uh, I'm like, ugh, I don't. Anyway, so, so the, the, the premise of these games is you start out somewhere, uh, depending on what type of, uh, player you want to be. There's all these different classes. There's, let's see, you talked about a monk earlier. Yes. Is that a job or a class? That is a job. Okay. So we'll get to that. Yes. But like a primitive class would be a lancer. So Correct. I have, and that's my first class. I basically am a guy with a, a lance and I fight yes. with my lance. Yes. There's a pugilist. Yes. Pugilist is you one fight of the classes. With your fists. fists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, uh, what, what's the magician? There's, well, there's conjurer, which is kind of your healing, uh, class. like a white mage in a previous mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. And then there's a thaumaturge, which is like your predecessor to a black mage. Okay. And then there's an arcanist, uh, which, um, it's kind of newly introduced into the Final Fantasy series, but it... It's basically a precursor to a summoner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are like the primitive types. And then there are other... There's a, there's a bunch of primitive types. There's a gladiator, which turns into a paladin. Marauder with an marauder. axe. Yes. So if you uh, want to be the big guy that just carries around an axe and beats people with it, you're fine. Yeah. There's an archer. Archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are all the things you pick when you first create your character. Uh, this Final Fantasy world, uh, fictional world, is called Eorzea. Uh, or at least that's the nation that you're exploring and running around in. So depending on the class you pick, you start in different parts of that world, then quickly get thrown into the story. And so one of the best things about Final Fantasy, at least I find, compared to even other MMOs, is it's very story-driven. Absolutely. And that's that's strictly a – well, not strictly, but it's very big as a Final Fantasy thing. Um, in order to actually progress through the game, you do have to progress through the story, just like any other Final Fantasy. You can't skip content. You can't jump to the next boss or anything like that. So, uh, you know, a lot of Final Fantasies would have these tedious, tedious things you'd have to do, but you would do them because either you needed to get high enough level to beat the next thing so you could move the story along, or just to get an item that would just make your life a little easier down the road. So... Like that in this game, there are times, although thankfully, and I just got level 50 a couple weeks ago, I haven't had too many, we call them grinds, mm-hmm. where you're just... You're just, just repeating content mm-hmm. over and over to get enough experience points to level up. And the experience and leveling is important because the higher level you get, other options become available to you, higher quests, higher level items... Uh, you can't, you just can't survive in certain areas of the world at a lower level. Mm-hmm. And they try to guide you away from those with the story, but you could if you wanted to. And I did this a little bit early on. I think I ran into Corthus, uh, when I was like 
like a level, I don't know, 10 something. And let's call Corthus about a level 40 area. Yeah, I didn't know what I was 40. doing. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It's a new area. Plus, they do give you experience just to wander around and see mm-hmm. new things. But if you're not careful and you do that, oh, guess what? You get stomped and totally killed. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, so that's your, that's how it starts. The story propels you forward. Eventually you get. So the, the an early story, and I'm, we're not going to spoil the story, so don't worry. If you if you are familiar with the story, you'll you'll catch our references. But we're trying to keep this relatively spoiler free because mm-hmm. we want you guys to check it out. Um, the uh, story felt very uh, early on, very kind of like boring, stagnant, very yeah. stagnant. It really wasn't until I think I got past what a lot of games will call it the newbie zone, mm-hmm. or uh, your first six or ten levels. They're very early teaching you the basics of the gameplay. And, and this game, I will say, does a very good job of giving you these tool tips. There are these little pop-up boxes that say, oh, by the way, you can do this and you can do that. And, you know, if you don't read them, then you certainly miss out. And then Absolutely. you ask your friends questions. And um, in reference to the instances <laughs> that you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, they built the basis of Final Fantasy XIV, the early game, to be able to teach anyone who has never played an MMO before what you should do in your role. Like if you choose a healing class, the, um, the instances that you go through, uh, will, you'll actually have to heal people. You won't, yeah. it's not by yourself. You have these other NPCs who won't be able to judge you or anything if you're new or you're scared or something. <laughs> yeah. And then you heal them and that's how you get past it. So we should talk a little bit about the social elements too about all this because you mentioned the, the judging part. Uh, I will get to a really big complaint I have in a little bit here, but, um, because you're playing with other people, at least in some instances or some <laughs> things, you, you have to. The game does a good job of helping you find other people to pair up with. Uh, some games did not provide this. When I first played, uh, Star Wars Old Republic, they didn't have that when we first, because I was one of the founding, you know, people playing the game. They didn't have that. So you had to find people to do instances. So you didn't have as many instances. Uh, as, as other games. And well, I mean, WoW, I think, yeah, it, fairly early on added that group finder. Well, thing. it wasn't until the third expansion. Oh, really? Until Wrath right? of the Lich King. Oh, okay. That they added that looking for group. I think that might have been when I first started playing, but I don't remember now. I did uh, not play WoW or anything. Yeah, or... I played WoW for about six months and, uh, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it. And if you, if you are a player, of like, if, if we're, this is a big commercial for Final Fantasy fourteen. but if you are a WoW player, Eric told me this time and time again, he's like, no, 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 listen, you will enjoy this game. It is very inspired by WoW. Yeah. I mean, it is, but also, just because it's so story driven, this they've done such a great job with the story. It really feels like a single player Final Fantasy that you're just playing at the same time as all these other people. Yeah, online. one of the things that I was reading earlier today actually um, was somebody was complaining that it was too much like WoW and how it was story driven. But uh, when you compare WoW and Final Fantasy's way of explaining and giving you the story, WoW just gives you lots of text that you oh, have yeah. to read. Like when the quests pop up, it's just a block of text. You know, this is what you're doing. This is going. Um, but Final Fantasy, in a very Final Fantasy-oriented fashion, will give you cutscenes. Yes. It's you, your character, and then, you know, the other non-playing characters that are with you explaining things, saying, oh, this is happening. What should we do? What are we doing? And the, the biggest difference I've noticed between Final Fantasy and WoW, and I've talked this with other friends that I have that play the game, um, is that in WoW, you're just kind of a cog in the machine, just part of an army, where... Yes, there's tons of lore and story to the world of Warcraft. Right. But all those big figureheads and everything, you're completely separate from them. You're right. just, you're just 
a person. Whereas in Final Fantasy fourteen, you are the warrior of light. You yeah. are the central figure that everyone's depending and on. And that does bring us back to what it means to be a Final Fantasy is back in Final Fantasy one, you were the warrior of light. You were the crystal guardian, you know, in, in every other instance of Final Fantasy, you're the one that goes and saves the world. And I think they do a very good job of, of not making it seem too much like you're one of a trajillion other players in the story. It does kind of single you off in your instances. And outside of that, you see other people, you sure. see other playing characters. Um, but it never feels like, oh, they're also a warrior of light, and that's going to diminish my feeling of being a warrior of light. Right. All the plot uh, is – so if you've ever played a Final Fantasy, you know the cut scenes they do. There are some cut scenes that are pre-rendered. I mean, the opening cut scene, and there's, I think, one at the end. But your character is then prominently featured in-game cut scenes exactly as you have dressed him or her, uh, as you have designed that character. And they have a great character builder uh, tool at the beginning of the game. And it is, is that's your, your, your focus. So like it is sort of an ego stroke, if you will, to be in not just your character is the main thing, but you interact directly with all of the leaders and movers and shakers of this world. Um, like, uh, the other game, uh, Old Republic that I could compare it to similarly does that. Um, you are very prominent in that world and you're dealing with all the Jedi Council and all this stuff, but, or Sith mm-hmm. Council or whatever. There's no Sith Council, but you know what I mean. Sith Warlords, <laughs> Empire, all that. But you got to earn that. And so right. there is a slow build up to the points in the plot where all of it starts to come together. And again, that early part was a little slow. Now, another thing I want to mention about this game is Final Fantasy XIV has had a very sort of rocky time since it first came out in 2010. Uh, when it first came out, there was such a negative response to it. A lot of people thought it was just worse than Final Fantasy XI even. And, uh, what they did, which the president of Square Enix, the company that, you know, develops this, he basically took the producer and fired him or, you know, moved him off to another project and brought in this other guy who was relatively young and inexperienced. Yoshi P. Yoshi P. And he <laughs> reinvented the game in a way that both it, it, it kept the continuity of the story that you had had in the pre, in the first iteration, but it built onto that world and improved pretty much every facet of the game. It, it did something that really hadn't been done in MMOs previously. They completely shut all the servers down and built rebuilt the game from scratch. Yeah, new engine, mm-hmm. new server architecture, everything. Like just they were, they just scra- they scrapped the old one, but they kept the story. And, and well and they they just kind of continued the, the story. Yeah, there, they, there was a continued. time gap of 5 years, so, I believe, from the end of I'd say this is pretty you well can spoil that yeah. part. So what happens? Um, that's the first thing you see when you buy this now. Yes. You watch the opening movie. That's basically the end of the first 1.0. So in Eorzea, um, it turns out that these people were going to drop a moon on you and inside the that's moon. That's not cool. No, we're pretty unhappy about that. We're going to get smashed. <laughs> uh, but it actually turns out that the moon opens up, Dalamud, and uh, inside is Bahamut. The elder primal of everything and will destroy so the So let's world. talk about this because Bahamut is a character from Final Fantasy yes. lore. Many games feature Bahamut as a summon mm-hmm. that you could invoke or one of your characters could invoke. And it's this giant crazy dragon. Normally has a main attack of like Mega Flare yeah. or something like that. So this thing and, and, and in the Final Fantasy XIV universe, these previous things that were summons 
they're still summons, but you actually are more antagonistic with them. You're fighting them mm-hmm. more than channeling them, although you can, I guess, channel them a little bit too. But anyway, sorry, go on. So, so I just want to make a differentiation really fast. We did mention the summoner class earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you get as a summoner class is not actually these primals, yeah. um, which is what you might, you know, idealize in previous Final Fantasies, but you get, uh, little smaller versions that fight with you. But anyway, um, Bahamut opens up from the moon, Dalamud, and the Garlands, who are your antagonists. They're like the, uh, they're like the imperial evil exactly. empire. They're, they're the empire they that you're, you're fighting. The it empire. really is. Yeah. Um, and he basically destroys all of Eorzea. Um, but this guy, Louis Swa, who is, uh, the grandfather of two people that you'll meet, um, ends up sending who we call the warrior of light. Uh, into the future by five years and you have kind of this memory erase thing happen where you don't remember your character from 1.0 specifically but here you are existing in what we call final fantasy 14 2.0 a realm reborn yes so when you see that out there if you see final fantasy a realm reborn that is the game mm-hmm. as a, a basic package that you would buy or or try for free for 14 days or whatever that's where you start yep and that has level so level cap you hear people talk about level cap basically as you gain experience you go level to level level you can only go as far as 50 in this realm reborn based game and then like a lot of mmos of course people get to 50 yeah there's level 50 content as i'm finding out there's a lot of level Mm -hmm. 50 content but you can't go past level 50 until they put out an expansion and so you know old republic got up to i think 65 or something now Mm -hmm. What, what, what is wow? Wow just to? hit a hundred. So oh, wow, wow, yeah. wow. Um, wow was originally sixty. <coughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Beginning. And so now uh, they just released, uh, not too long ago, an expansion to uh, a realm reborn called Heaven's Sword, mm. and that is not Heaven's Sword like a, a fighting thing. Swing, swing. It is like you are going towards heaven. Um, and part of that, and we won't spoil a lot. Obviously, we're trying to keep the spoiler light. Is because you get to fly. You get the flying mount of sorts. There is a literal, literal sense of going higher in the heavens. Yeah. So, uh, that extends the level cap to 60 and it gives you 10 more levels of plot, basically. <laughs> but what I love about Final Fantasy as well, and, and again, Old Republic, other games do this too, is you do get more content over time for free or, or if you're paying for the subscription or whatever. But this level, this, this new 10 levels is like a, it's like a whole other game. Absolutely. I mean, you just finished, I think, most uh, of it, right? Quite a while ago. Okay. But um, even finishing the main story quest quite a while ago, there's still so much content after that. Really? And since they've released Heaven's Word, there's already much more that they've put out, such as uh, the whole new raid, Alexander. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about uh, – So we, we ra- again, I want to define terms as we come across. Sure. Raid. Now, this is something I actually – having played Old Republic, got a level 50 mm-hmm. Jedi Consular. Having played WoW, I don't remember what I got to with that. I got a Hunter. I never did a raid. What is what what is a raid and how does it differ from a just a dungeon? Well, raids are typically the end game content. Okay. So everything you've built towards your entire playtime culminates in the raids – um, dungeons are your kind of your leveling tool, and those are in Final Fantasy. They're typically four people mm-hmm. in a dungeon. How many people are in a raid in Final Fantasy fourteen? A full party, which is eight. Oh, they do eight. Okay. Uh, there is an eight man raid, and there's a twenty four man raid. I think you told me about that. Now, are these end of story content things, or are these something else? Um, the eight man content. Well, n- neither one technically was related to the main scenario in okay. t- in Realm Reborn. Okay. 
Um, one was the Binding Coils of Bahamut, which basically tied up everything to do with the end of 1.0. Uh-huh. And then the other was just an offshoot story about the Crystal Tower, which was from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 3. 3. Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah, yeah I've seen the Crystal Tower, and I didn't know that. Because, again, a lot of stuff, I mean, you have Chocobos, you have all these different character creatures and stuff. All, 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 pretty much every creature you see is some archetype from an old Final Fantasy game. But I didn't realize that was from another game. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. Yeah, I do definitely. It's a, it's a really pretty raid. I also am excited for, uh, uh, raids give you good gear usually as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, one of the neat things about the Crystal Tower raids, and I think uh, you'll enjoy this a lot, is it teaches you to work as three eight-man parties. So we call it a 24-man party, but really it's three full parties. And a lot of times they'll, they'll segregate them into their own little, uh, chamber or working area uh-huh. in order for, you as the eight man party to be able to accomplish this goal, which helps the other eight man party, okay. such as the Atamos fight in, um, yes. uh, the labyrinth of the ancients. Yes. So what, uh, what with this, with this raid though, I mean, they're, they're long, right? They don't, they're not, um, they compared to wow raids, the raids in final fantasy don't seem as big, but they're also not completely linear. Whereas, in WoW, it was just one huge instance, and uh-huh. you just kind of traveled, you found a boss, you killed it, and then you kept traveling. So it's kind of like what the dungeons a, a are in Final Fantasy. Huge dungeon, yeah. basically, yeah. Whereas the raids, Binding Quills of Bahamut, you fought through the first one, you fought a boss, okay, you warped out. And now you can warp into the next portion. Okay. So it's... Completely Separates individualized like that. Puzzled pieces of instances that relate to the same story. Mm-hmm. Now, with the raids or, or what have you, they have the same group finder type thing? Yes. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. Typically, when they first introduce them, they want you to like be part of your guild okay. and do it together, which a guild is just a group of similar people who have come together. And So let's talk about that in Final Fantasy fourteen. They don't call them guilds. They actually call them free companies, right? Correct. And that's uh, related to the story of grand companies right. as well. You know, you are this company. I think it adds uh, quite a bit of role playability to not be considered a guild, but a company that works for uh, the nation of your choosing. So the guild that I'm in, or the free company, is Taint, and it's all caps, and uh, I don't know if it actually stands for anything. I'll find out in the interview. Um, but the uh, uh, this is a, a gay and lesbian, an LGBTQR plus, you know, all that. It's uh, it's fascinating because there's these group of people from all over the country, and a lot of them met from the rough trade gaming community on Facebook and and elsewhere. And they have other guilds and other games. Uh, I never checked out the Taint in Old Republic. I think I was in a different group. And there was also a Taint in WoW. Taint in I know WoW. on one of the servers. Um. The, the chat. So there's a chat window on the left side and it just scrolls by. People are just talking. And so the free, free company, the tank free company is always entertaining with what they're talking about. It can be about in game. It does not have to be. In fact, they're very clear that any, pretty much anything goes, uh, as long as you're not harassing other people. But you know, they'll be talking about their sex lives. They'll be talking about where they live. It, it, it gets, it gets, it, like I said, it's always entertaining. Um, and so that's one of the reasons. I mean, I wanted to be a part of the LGBT guild anyway, 
Um, but I, specifically after kind of reading more about them and, and meeting some of the people we met them at, at DragonCon Dragon uh, last year, uh, you know, I was very excited once I realized that that's who I had met to, uh, to, to dig into this community. But that is where I guess they, they do post too sometimes. Anybody want to do, anybody want to run Alexander or anybody want to run, uh, there's another, the library or something? Like there's these the higher library. level ones that I'm not at yet and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. But, uh, so they, they can gather that way then too. Yes. Um, and typically when a raid comes out, they want to <coughs> encourage people to get together a pre-made group mm-hmm. and attack the raid that way. So that you can't just go randomly by yourself into the duty finder, which will randomly pair you up with people right away. And I like how Final Fantasy does, does the duty finder. So you get these options at the beginning when you log on and, and really at any time that are roulettes. Mm-hmm. And they basically are ways for you. The, the, the game is encouraging you to put yourself out there into the duty finder looking for such and such a thing. And it gives you higher experience, especially if you're a class that's more, uh, less common, I should say. And, uh, they, that, that's why how, you know, you can jump in and you don't have to wait. I think the longest I waited, maybe it was 20 minutes, maybe 25. Uh, like you were saying, on some of the lesser played classes, you get what we would call instant cues, which just boom, boom, boom. And uh, you're doing dungeon after dungeon to be mm-hmm. able to just go. Um, the 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 summon the, the primals we talked about earlier, like Bahamut, uh, Titan, uh, Ifrit, Shiva. Ifrit, Shiva, all Ramu, the ones that you would be familiar Ramu. with if you've played Final Fantasy, Leviathan. Like those, is, there's Leviathan, yeah. right? Yes, I haven't absolutely. fought him yet. Um, the uh, those have their own little instances too. And I actually, as part of this thing, I was doing the relic quest, uh, which Eric told me I shouldn't have even bothered with, but you know. Uh, it's okay. It get was to, fun. Get to sixty and then go back. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty. I like it. it looks pretty. Um, the uh the the queue times for the we have to do the three different ones, almost instant. Because I guess so many people run those. You were telling me, Eric, that they farm certain things from them, like mm-hmm. they get the poetics. Yeah, uh, which is another kind of currency. So this is the one thing about Final. Well, one of the things about Final Fantasy it is confusing. You get gill, you get money. Okay, that's that's most of your thing. But then you get uh, seals from your grand company, and then you get poetics later on in the game. And then there's different kinds of poetics, and then you get these other things like those feathers, and like there's just a little, there's just too many currencies going on. It's a little ridiculous. But really, that's an MMO <laughs> staple. Mm-hmm. Is I it? Mean, that, okay. That's wow. See, I never got I mean, far enough into the other ones. Old Republic a little bit, but I don't remember there being that many. They they added more, like there was uh, credits for a while, and then when they went free to play, they added cartel money and they yeah. But I, this is the deepest I've gotten into an MMO, and I'm just realizing, oh my god, this is so confusing. But until you get to level fifty, you really don't have to worry about like two things. So right. you know, most people's experiences up to that point are going to be pretty simple. Uh, I will say this about Final Fantasy as well, and you told me this. There is just pretty much Every possible thing you would ever want to do in an MMO in this one game. Absolutely. Which is good and awful. It's good because, <laughs> for, for one example, like if uh, you'll hear people talk about their alts. In a lot of games, you can only be one type of character. We talked about those earlier. Lancers mm-hmm. uh, or pugilists or whatever. So if I wanted to make a magician or thaumaturgist or whatever, You'd have to I'd have to make character. a brand new character, start doing all the story all over again. It would You'd just have to be redo your relic and all that. Redo your relic, all that stuff. Now, with uh, Final Fantasy XIV, one of the neat things they do is they say, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just change your gear. Go talk to the guild that does whatever. And you can start leveling from there. You don't have to do the same. It's your same character. 
And that is definitely a staple of Final Fantasies. If we go back to like Final Fantasy, tactics, the job system. There was a job system, and they actually have. I mean, that started as early ones. as Final Fantasy three. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. So the job system is is extended too, because not only do you have these base classes. But you have what could only be described as like a super class or combination a of combination of classes. And so like I – and I was really thrilled when I saw this because one of my favorite characters uh, – and I can't think of his name. Kane. Kane. Kane in Final Fantasy IV is a dragoon. And a dragoon is a lancer, but he's a lancer, like a warrior lancer. He's like, like a beefed up dragoon. Beefed up. Yeah, he, they fight dragons. That's what we call dragoons. And they can jump and they all – anyway, so with Final Fantasy fourteen, there's the job system. So you get high enough as a lancer. I think level 30. Level 30. And then they say, all right, well, if you want to go and be a dragoon, you don't have to. You could absolutely not, right? Or does it require it? I mean, it probably encourages you you to. You technically do not have to, but unless you unlock dragoon, you're limited in your abilities. Yeah. And And your stats. Yeah. So so, uh, you, you basically have to go do a second class. And they say, all right, go do a marauder. Get get your axe and go go chop uh, whatever down until you get level 15. Go chop your cactars. Go cha- chop your cactars. Avoid the spines, the mm-hmm. needles or whatever. But uh, And then, then you can merge them together and take on this new job, which gives you additional, uh, like you said, stat bonuses. It gives you different uh, powers. Mm-hmm. A lot of this gameplay, and if you've never played an MMO, we've, we've kind of glossed over the gameplay. If you've ever played an RPG, you know... You're, you're, it's, there's certain a turn base, there's, there's timers, there's things that have to cycle. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 is pretty much a free, you just fight randomly in the world. You don't have to do like the old school, whatever that's called, the turn based. Right. It's, the it's ATB. not turn based, but there is timers. So you use like your punch ability, let's say, and it has to tick back and finally like five seconds later, you can use it again. And it diminishes your, what are the, the points they have for that? There's like a. There's technical points. Technical as TP, points. And then magical points. Is right. Yeah. So if you're a magician, it's your magic points. So those powers that you can go beyond just punching, obviously. And you actually get these little bars at the bottom. You've probably seen if you've ever seen a screenshot and they can get a little crazy because there's a lot of them, uh, with how you configure it. And they are all your different abilities and they map to buttons. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a, uh, this game's out for PS4. PS3, Xbox, Xbox, no Xbox. Xbox. Sorry. So PS3, PS4, PC, and that's That's it. Um, so you can have a controller and and use it to cycle through the stuff. Even on your PC. Yeah, on your PC. In fact, I actually had for a while I stopped, but I had a controller and the keyboard. Mm -hmm. Sort of like weird stuff. Anyway, my point is, uh, these powers get increased. You have more options if you pick a job. So, and I like that actually. The dragoon stuff jumps around. Like that's kind of. And actually, because there's abilities, they call them cross-class abilities, uh-huh. where on my monk, there's certain abilities that a dragoon has that I can use on my monk, but I have to level a dragoon high enough to have attained that ability before I can use it on my monk. Right, and you so can pick a certain number of them to bring right. over. Yeah. So it encourages you to try out a variety of different classes. And like Jacob, you were saying, you've gone back and you're leveling up different classes to level 60 oh yeah so you've got what what now right now um the first class i got to 60 was an astrologian which was one of the new ones they released in the expansion it's like a uh, a card dealer that's Uh, like a Yu-Gi-Oh guy it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh guy (laughs) (laughs) um but they look at the stars and they heal through the the power of the stars and the astral globe and all that um the second one i got to 60 was summoner which Mm -hmm. you know you have your little pet and it kind of runs around and attacks things and you deal damage um, the third one I would like to get up is Paladin, mm-hmm. um, which would complete 
one at level 60 for each role. And I think that's something we should touch on is inside sure. of these dungeons and instances and things. When you finally get to having to be with party members is that it's not everybody's just going on and doing their own thing. Uh, you do have specific, I hate using the word jobs because well, roles, roles, roles yes, is a good role. way of putting it. Um, so you have a tank role, a healing role, and then a damage dealing role or it's a the DPS, whole, it's the yes. holy trinity of yep. MMOs. Yep. And this is something that is different from old school uh, single player MMOs. I think a little bit more so. Um, and some of the newer MMOs, such as Guild Wars Two, got away from that as well. Really? It was literally you're just going to throw a few people inside of this instance. They all have their own healing ability. Mm-hmm. They all have their way of mitigating damage or running away and dodging. Uh, and then in Final Fantasy fourteen, I was really excited to see it back. So I think it really takes a cooperation between people in order to fit each of these roles. And you have to know the role enough to know what you're supposed to do. And this was something I struggled with for a while. Uh, but I picked the easiest one, arguably. Mm-hmm. DPS or the damage uh, dealing. Literally all you're doing is just fighting. Like you're just hitting stuff. Mostly. But there is a subtlety there. Whereas if you fight the wrong way or if you lead the charge or do a Leroy Jenkins, as they say, you take too much aggro. And aggro is mm-hmm. just a term for... You know, they, they call it hate. It's when, so, they, it's when the monster wants to attack you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tank, uh, is the person in your party who really is supposed to be the one who just sits there and lets the monster wail on him because mm-hmm. he has a lot of hip, they have a lot of hit points, good armor usually, and they're still attacking. Like they're not just sitting mm-hmm. there taking it, but the, uh, the job is to really keep that aggro while the DPS attack and the healers then in the background. Uh, heal the party. Have one or two members that they need to heal, yeah. uh, such as the tank, or what should be the tank, as right. opposed to having to heal all the DPS as well. So when you have an eight-man party, or 24-man party, I guess, to some extent, but definitely an eight-man party, you know, you have multiple of each role, mm-hmm. and that like, spreads the work out a little bit. So I've been in, and I'm sure we've all been in situations where we didn't have a great healer, or we didn't have a great tank, or DPS was just off doing God knows what. And it hurts because you're, you're not, when you're doing what you think you're supposed to do, and the other team isn't, the other teammates aren't doing that, you're gonna wipe, you're gonna all die. And it happens. Which also leads to a lot of the toxic behavior of people talking and basically talking crap about people online and. And I will say that in this game, I have seen minimal, minimal amounts of it. It could be a lot. Worse. Absolutely. Uh, when I say I never played WoW before, I actually kind of lied. I played it for a month, and I just hated it. I, I went in there you. as a healer, uh, and I thought I was healing pretty well, but I guess not. Um, and in every instance, they were just very toxic about it, and I was very upset. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there is a wide range of ages playing these games, mm-hmm. and there is a wide range of personalities and cultures. And I mean, Final Fantasy XIV accepts and embraces the fact that there will be non-English speaking players in the game, and they actually have a system where you can chat using sort of primitive, like auto translate. Hi, and it, oh yeah, it auto translates mm-hmm. to your native language, so that's really cool too. But like you said, you're in a party. And maybe it's the first time through that particular dungeon, and you don't know the whole mechanics. You don't know how the the boss is working, and then when you start dying a lot, or the whole party wipes because you you did something stupid, then some people can get a little frustrated. I will say, I've never been in an instance where I've said, I am new and I don't know what to do in this fight, where they haven't helped me. Well, you're really good in every instance we've been in. You go out of your way, and maybe it's because, you know, I'm there, I don't know if you do this otherwise, but you talk, you you chat, you type. Mm Here's how this works. Or, hey, does anybody never, has anybody ever never done it? Absolutely. And you're very sure helpful. Do well. Because there are ones where, oh my God, if I didn't have that, I'd 
fuck everything up. I would be But awful. believe me, if if people haven't played this and they're a little nervous about getting mm-hmm. into that, just being going into a dungeon for the first time and saying, hey, I'm new here, or even if you've been playing and you want to switch it, like I play DPS, if I want to go and tank, I'll definitely say, hey, it's my first time tanking this dungeon, oh, yeah. we're going to go a little slower. Now, there are people, and this gets really bad, the higher levels for some reason, or whatever, where um, there are cutscenes. So there's the skin. Great focus on story. Story's awesome. You want to enjoy the cutscenes. You want to enjoy the story. However, because of the things like the roulette and people farming these things, they get impatient with you and they say, run off without you even. <laughs> That's happened to me. There are only two times that I know of where they continuously do that. Um, and and they're at the, the end of the damn game quests. at the climax of the story where you're absolutely drawn in and want to watch it you have just reached level 50 and you are super excited about these two next dungeons mm-hmm. and then they just rush which it's great from a story perspective to have all the cutscenes through these larger they were the initial 2.0 a realm reborn end dungeons and so it's great to have that just visual aspect to it but for when you have people going back and replaying these things over and over every day. Yeah. So you don't want to wait. Exactly. And I totally and appreciated that. And that's why when, it, when they warned me about it, uh, you and Eric warned me what I, and this is the nice thing is you go to an end, which is free. You don't have to pay for an end. Uh, you can watch any cutscene you want. It's a little hard to find sometimes because they separate them out based on what kind of thing it is. What quest it is. and then What you have quest a it is, but also the types of things. Oh, yeah. Because there's like story and then there was like trial. and the, So putting it all together, it was a little... Because when I went back, I was like, wait, I can't find such and such. Anyway. Uh, it's either that or go to YouTube. And I did that actually. Yeah. But the thing that sucks about YouTube is you don't see your character as the... You're, you're not in the action. So it's right. a little, you know, whatever. But that frustrated me, of course, because people were just like... But I get it. I totally get it. And I've even been that guy. I've been like, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you doing? Oh, watching cutscene. Okay. I mean, luckily, though, since those two dungeons, I think Square <coughs> Enix kind of understood. And that, that, as a company, they have been amazing listening to feedback from the player base when they've been tweaking different things. And especially with the expansion. I as we were going through Heaven's Word, okay. I think uh, in uh, not the continuum, the one before the continuum, uh, there were great cutscenes at the end of the dungeon. They didn't do it all yeah, in the middle it, of the dungeon. It's, okay. it's, it's basically you f- you finish the final boss right. and when you click the exit that's, that's when, the when the cutscene They did one of happen. those in the other stuff and I thought that's exactly how you should Absolutely. do it. I mean, I mean that's kind of and they did that earlier on in the game too. Yeah. I mean, even when you were fighting the primals for the first time, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you would warp out, oh, then there'd be a cutscene. I want to say thing. it was the one with the spider cave with all the creepy goop. Yeah. That one. Yeah, the, that, the, was, that was a big The rescuing the sylph. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love when that happens and that, 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 that makes it a lot better. But, um, gosh, there's so much to cover. And I think we've, we've done a, I think we've done a pretty good job of giving you basics. But, um, I mean, I do want to kind of laugh a little bit of the game. And again, there, there's, um, Jacob sort of pointed this out to me and I, I, I definitely see it now everywhere. The quest names are always puns or plays on existing media. If you like your classic rock, you will love pretty much all of the quest names. A lot and, of And I mean, I mean, that. and those aren't necessarily direct translations from the 
Japanese correct. quest names. No, they probably localization. Yeah, the localization yeah. is team is just amazing. But mm-hmm. um, there's one that I I thought was particularly oh. hilarious. So there, as in, I mentioned, I want to mention a couple. They're spoilers, but they're not main plot points. Uh, there, there's a quest series where you're helping a little Moogle. Moogles are little um, cat, cat somethings, cat whatever, flying cats. Cats with wings. Flying plushie with yeah, a ball yeah, in it. It's, it's just adorable. It's adorable. And I mean, and they've been a long stay in Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Way back. So. Um, they, uh, they're post people. They're postmen. And so there's a whole quest line you can do that you can help them out and get, you know, quote, you know, levels of experience with Which is a pretty people. big throwback to Final Fantasy IX. Mm-hmm. Uh, so You're yeah, running around that. doing these mail quests. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder. Um, there is a quest in there where you are basically helping this guy impress his two little minions his little chippies and uh are they sisters it's kind of weird they they look very similar but they have a common like uh preference for this one guy Mm -hmm. and you're helping them in the sense of sort of telling the guy oh no no she likes you in this outfit or she likes you in this thing so the culmination of the quest has this guy trying on these different things for his two little women and both react and like, oh yeah. But, but then he like, so he has both of their like complete loyalty and, um, interest. And then he tries on his favorite one and it's a freaking like furry, I don't even know, it was like a reindeer outfit. It was mm-hmm. some weird. And he's just like happy as a pig and shit. But the best part of it is the guy's name is Haft, I think, Colonel <laughs> Haft or something. And the storyline is called Stroking the Haft. <laughs> And it's it's obviously a comedic thing, but I'm sitting there just like, oh my god, rated T. Wow, yeah, it is rated T for <laughs> um, another. I think it pushes that boundary though. Another yeah. favorite one of mine, and you can talk a little bit about your personal connection to this. Oh. There's a character in there called what's his name? Hildebrand Manderville. And that's that's the older one, right? No, that's no. The one. The, I'll talk about the older one first. Mm-hmm. I'm going for the oh the older one. Your dad, Godbert. So why do you say my dad? We'll get to that. <laughs> so uh Godbert is this what rich, you know he's um what's part of the syndicate, which okay. is kind of the top business. If we call it the one percent, it is the one percent of one of the nation's old uh and he founded the uh golden saucer, which is the casino the to Final Fantasy seven. Exactly. Um where they do have chocobo racing and triple triads. I haven't tried and the music is the oh, exact God. same from it's great. Final is it? Fantasy mm-hmm. Seven. Nice. Yeah. Um so there's a quest and it just happens randomly where he's hanging out in the spa. Yep. And you go find him and he's hanging out in the spa and he's like, Hey, could you take this uh mineral elixir and rub it all over my body? And you're like, What? And it doesn't just happen once, it happens three times. You have to sit there and click, <laughs> do the little item. It does this little sparkle thing, and then he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Can you do it again? And as the quest updates, it says, rub the lotion on Godbert, and then continue to rub the lotion on Godbert. It's ridiculous and hilarious. Now, I do want to talk about the connection that you have to it and I, and why Godbert is your dad. Uh-oh. Uh, we went to Megacon this year, Megacon being mm-hmm. the Orlando giant anime, gaming, media, comics, yada, yada convention. And I dressed up as Grunkle Stan, as I think we may have to- talked about already. Jacob decided to do a character from Final Fantasy fourteen, and one that he and his dad could also uh, participate in. Correct. So uh, your dad was Godbert. Mm-hmm. This guy who wears close to nothing. And you were Mander... What? Hildebrand. Hildebrand. Why did Mander get Mander? Oh, what's his last name? is their last name. Last. So that's their father's son. Mm-hmm. And so that was very appropriate, and you did the dance, which I've still yet to see in the story. I'm guessing I'm getting Correct. that. You have to uh, complete... Yeah. 
But Smart. you did this little dance after you dressed up, mm-hmm. and people went crazy. Absolutely, diehard fans who had obviously gotten to that point. They were very popular characters in the game. They were the whole Hildebrand Manderville questline is extremely humorous. It comes uh, from the previous like one point, yes. though, right? Yeah. Um, and so to give away the story a little bit, Hildebrand is an inspector. He's a uh, an agent of inquiry, let's say. He's a private eye. Yes. Yeah, he's he, a private he dick. He thinks he's Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh. So pretty much. It's <laughs> But ten times funnier. Uh, they run around doing silly things. He has this little companion named Nashu, uh, who I guess would be, I don't know, Holmes is this. So it's kind of actually Watson. more. It's, Watson. it's like that or it's like uh, Inspector Clouseau and Cato. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're both bumbling yeah, kind yeah. of idiots. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the request continues with... Some silly things such as uh, Godbert suplexing Hildebrand or um, bombs exploding and having a an army of zombie Hildebrands running around, mm-hmm. which oh. I think is the question. Is that on. the thing I'm about to do? Okay. I believe you're just about uh, to do. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of other quests like this that are just ridiculous. But there's a huge humor element to the game. I do appreciate that. And it, it adds a little spice because I thought WoW had some humor in it. Old Republic, uh, a little less so. They took itself a little too seriously in some ways. But this game definitely has a sense of humor. Have you done the hairstyle quest yet? Yeah, when you get the aesthetician. Yes. Oh, he's fabulous. It was great. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Now, I have not used him. Although, I think when you do the first thing, you get a new hairstyle if you want. But I have not brought him back. Right. Because I have a giant helm on my head. I can't see my hair. You can turn that off. Well, I know. And I haven't done that. It's glamoring and dying of costumes. Sort of. I was going to look at that soon because I do want to – so and Eric, uh, another friend of ours, uh, was joking about this. The armor that you get early on, I think it's like your first one or two, looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much everything from there is downhill. And so this game allows you to glamour. It has its ups and downs. Well, I, I mean, basically when you finish your job story, Right, line, that armor is you're, you're, pretty good. I mean, that they give you the quintessential – yeah. From previous I mean, I looked almost. like Kane. Look, exactly. Uh, yeah. You look like the but job. I want to go back familiar. to this uh, armor I got early on that looked oh, basically like a harness and some underwear. And in the Tank Guild, I will say there's some pretty fabulously skimpy or just, you know, whatever outfits. Very nicely dressed people. Let's and say. Nicely dressed. And the glamour is kind of cool because you basically can make high level, really good armor look like lower level and which makes so much more sense now because when i'd run around i'd be like i see these level 50 people or whatever i'd be like why do you look like a tramp why are you Mm. why are you dressed up in a bathing suit and it was but there's actually a point in the game where okay you're a dps like i'm a monk and you were a lancer so Uh we had to wear the same gear leveling up and i was like level 13 14 they give you that first they call it subligear, but it's a speedo. Yep. And awesome. <laughs> Love it. That's probably what the bottom is going to be. And then I got to figure out the top, but I need to look around. I really want to do, I want to dress up. I want to look, look like nice. I you like, do have to go through the mail quest in the post Moogle, the mail. Oh, I'm like still doing it. And get the star spangled subligar. Yes. Which is just shiny and white and okay. gold sparkles. Well, I'm doing that. I mean, I'm definitely mm-hmm. in that, in that, that chain. So, so, and, and then again, we've jumped all over the place. The content in this game, there's so much. And like you were saying, when you hit level 50 and when you hit level 60, I guess, even if you hit finish all the story, there's so much more you can do. There's no way you can do Beast tribes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's a point where you realize you just can't do everything. 
We haven't even touched on gathering and crafting. Oh, which so yeah, let's are their just own briefly mention that. And 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 yeah, they are their own stories. Uh, I've done a little bit of crafting in other games. I I think you have warned me the most that crafting in this doesn't give you the most results. See, some games you you have to craft. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. To get like these really awesome weapons. But in Final Fantasy XIV, it sounds like there's just so many different ways to get that. You don't have to as much. Correct. Um, oh, and, and it can be a little tedious at times. If you do crafting. want to make uh, an exuberant amount of money, um, it's absolutely possible to do it through crafting yeah. and gathering. Um, but the neat thing about this is just like our Lancer or our Monk or our White Mage and things like that, you're crafting and gathering our classes. You equip the weapon. Well, weapon or tool. tool. Yeah. yeah. And then you become a blacksmith yeah. or you become a botanist. You're in that class to... now. Absolutely. You get those skills. And when you start crafting, you're able to use those skills just like you would in what we call PVE or player versus enemy content where you're building this item. And there is uh speaking of PVE, there's also a PVP element to the game, which I have not tried yet at all. Have you, Eric? No. Okay. I think I'm the only one with experience. I, I'm not really a yeah. PvP or I'm general. not either, but I'll tell you right now, PvP in Old Republic, the 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 hut ball, amazing. Because it was you were fighting, but you're also trying to get the ball. Like it was like a sports thing. That mm-hmm. was just so much fun. Every other PvP thing I think I did on in Old Republic was like capture the flag. All that's very standard, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see what their different variants are. So a lot of people that I used to play with uh, hated PvP in other games. They just didn't do it. Right. Um, but what I found in this game, I used to be one of those people. I hated PvP. I used to play a game that was based almost fully around PvP. Uh, absolutely hated it. But when I started playing in this game, um, it's easy to not be bad at PvP. Really? Yes. And that's, that's one good. of the things I really enjoyed about it. If you like healing... You know, it's uh, traditionally the same. There are a few quirks and things you have to learn, such as um, status ailments are worse even beyond, before healing um, and things like that. But it's easy to get into. It's not hard to be good. It, it's hard to be the best. I need Absolutely. to try then because um, I, I really enjoyed it in Old Republic and I never would have thought I would. And they've actually just released a new mode where you run around and uh, I guess you like kind of... One of the story elements is there's this civilization called the Allegans uh-huh. from like five millennia ago and we're still learning about who they were and what they were and they have these things called tombstones uh, which is kind of how they powered everything and that's when we were talking about poetics earlier um, those are tombstones of poetics so you run up to these huge tombstones and uh, you like cyber attack the tombstone and gather information and you're mm. running from point to point while killing people along the way and they just released that that sounds like fun one. it's pretty neat 
So, I mean, like, the original PvP that came out was basically an arena where mm-hmm. you were fighting directly against yeah. a, other teams. So, like, mm-hmm. 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, and it was just kind of, okay, punch each other till you're dead. And then they released what they called Frontline, which was basically... Really? They call them Frontlines? Frontlines. Yes. They did the same, it's the same thing in Old which, Republic. Which, it's mm-hmm. basically King of the Mountain. Yep. yep. And then, the, is the new one more of a capture the flag? Would you kind of... Yeah. I'd probably consider it more capture the flag than yeah. anything. Well, I mean, it, it, again, it's kind of one of those things where if you just like playing online, like fighting, like mm-hmm. this is what that's for. It's Absolutely. to fulfill that function. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen does not let you just fight other players. They don't have no. any servers like that. There's no kind of Horde versus Alliance thing yeah. in Random World Combat. Jedi versus Sith in mm-hmm. Old Republic. Um, so that's nice. Uh, the server that uh, er, uh, Jacob and I are on is Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. And I again, I, I started somewhere else and I moved to Gilgamesh because of Taint. And Eric, what server are you on? I'm on Ferry. Should be Gilgamesh soon, right? right. I, I do right. Ha- have an alt on Gilgamesh. Uh, well, you should get that alt out and, and, <laughs> and bring it around or transfer because I mean, well, but you, you have, you have, I, I have, you have a, I have a group free you company play with. of yeah. friends that I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. play with. So. Um, so I mean, it's, it's, there are many different servers that have to do that for load balancing. Um, Gilgamesh is definitely one of the more populated servers. The so there's always most. a little bit of a wait. I think Balmung um, is the only one that's higher. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But every time I've logged on, it's been minutes. I mean, I remember back in the day, Old Republic and WoW, you'd be waiting for 10, 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to teach you a little new trick. Oh, boy. When a- you're in the queue, click cancel and then click go in again. Oh, it works. You will instantly go in. That's I'm amazed that that's lasted this long and they haven't changed that. So but. how it works, the queue um, <laughs> for getting into the game. If there's people over the limit, um, like it'll say, oh, you're the 23rd in queue, uh, every about 30 seconds or so, it will input as many people from the queue as it can. Uh-huh. So within that time, um, if people log out, then there's gaps. And those people that were in there for the 30 seconds are still in the queue. Uh, and then you can kind of short-circuit it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, that mm-hmm. makes more sense why they wouldn't fix it, because that's not a, really a bug. It's just the no. way it works. Just um, how it was developed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Well, the interview is certainly with the guild leader, and we'll talk a little bit more about the social aspects of the game. But I think, as you can tell, it, it's even if you're not an online gaming fan, it's very solo focused. Mm-hmm. You can do much of it by yourself. And I have coworkers who absolutely hate online RPGs because of that. And I'm like, no, 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 you can do a lot of it solo. Um, it, it has that Final Fantasy pedigree, all the story elements, the beautiful music. The oh my god, the soundtracks amazing. Uh, the multiple soundtracks that they have and, uh, the fact that they are doing, they're doing very well with this game. Absolutely. And Heaven Sword is, from what I have heard, it's selling very well. So you're in a, in a community that's vibrant. It, there's no risk of it, uh, it falling down and, and sort of going away. Hell, the fact that 11 is still going in 10 years. They're actually, I mean, about I mean to- they, they have, they are, fin- they are finishing up. It's wrapping up. PS2 yeah, they, they're releasing the last new content but for 11 finally. years. And I mean, and. How, well, WoW's, how long has WoW been going? WoW's been going for a WoW's been going for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Old Republic is another one that I, again, I've talked about. I certainly am interested in getting back to it. They're still developing community. But what a big difference between the two is you can actually do free to play on Old Republic with, uh, Final Fantasy 14. One thing we have not mentioned is they do not have a free to play, uh, version. They have a trial. You can do 14 mm-hmm. days. That's what I did. And it gets you into it enough that you go, you know what? I'll buy the game. And you get it for free, a free month. A free 30 days. Yeah. So the game is like 20 bucks. It's really cheap. 
And then you pay what, uh, 12 a uh, month? If, I play, if, you pick, if you have one character, it or depends. Whatever. One character or, a server is yeah. $12.99, which as we were discussing earlier, you can be every class. Yeah. There's so you no really limitation. only need one per server. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. too. It's, um, it's definitely easier to play with just one character in this game versus like wow or and and conversely it's harder to really manage a group of alts in this game than it is in wow because they force you to do so much of the main storyline i do like in old republic they have the legacy so your alts are related to you Mm -hmm. and so you share some resources you can actually have a a legacy vault. Oh, that's pretty neat. And then you get special bonuses if you have multiple alts. So the other games handle it differently, but I do really like the fact I don't have to do another story. Now, in Old Republic, those stories are very different. If you're a Sith, if you're a Jedi, if you're a whatever, you are going completely different oh, yeah. story paths. Um, as uh, uh, Final Fantasy, no matter what class you pick, it's going to be the same story It all path. converges. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, it converges. I mean, there are, there are different paths when you first start the game you are planted in one of the three city true, states true and each of those city states until you hit about 15. level 15 is a completely different story that's true so i mean of all my characters i still haven't played through the entire limsa limsa storyline yeah i've played through Ulda and gradania um and also each of the different jobs you do has a completely individual story to it that's true um, no, which are do which are very stuff. entertaining mm-hmm. yeah um and i mean we don't have the legacy kind of thing that you were talking about but to encourage you to play other jobs that, in addition to the cross-class abilities is just anytime say you're you hit level 30 on whatever your first job is they give you a 50% experience bonus on mm-hmm. any other job that you want to try out any subsequent so. uh, lower level than your highest level yeah which, so. when you were telling me that, I was like, cause I was like, how the hell do you level up these things? You have to do your hunting logs, and there's a lot of different ways to get experience, mm-hmm. but like that seems like that would limit you if you couldn't do your main plot, because a lot of experience comes from it. But yeah, like you said, with a 50% bonus, plus if you, you do the whole rest thing, you get a bonus experience thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a friend who brings you to the game, you get a little item that can give you extra experience. You can eat items, like, like all these food items that give you like a 3% experience mm-hmm. bonus. So there's lots of ways to accelerate through the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and again, this is when you have an alt. You want to just climb up quickly so you have that extra. So I'm very curious, Brian. <coughs> have you found... What's that? Who you're going to have for your ceremony of eternal bondage? Oh, Jesus. Bonding, not bondage. No, this one likes to <laughs> bondage. So in the game, like other MMOs, you can get married. And I did find this very interesting because uh, I didn't know you get items. You get special bonus mm-hmm. things. Like a double-seated chocobo. Where both of you can ride together if you're going to mount up together. An item that will instantly teleport you to your 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 partner's location. Mm-hmm. Uh, all useful. these sound pretty useful. A little, little suit and outfit you can do. And they they're <coughs> they've talked that they've even they're going to start working on that you can actually share a personal house oh, as well. Well, that's cool. I don't think you've seen much of the housing areas. Have I, you? I have just the the free company uh, taints just taints, and I actually I'm I'm trying to get my um, free company stuff up high or uh, grand company stuff high mm-hmm. enough so I can buy a room. a room. A personal uh, which you can then decorate yourself and all that. Which again, other MMOs have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did the uh, little apartment you get in uh, Old Republic, uh, which is kind of cool, and you can decorate as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I listen. I asked Eric, and he said no. Turn me down. 
That fiend. Not you. Uh, co-worker. We have another high school Eric. Eric. Uh, he's cat, a cat, cat man. man. Yeah, he's a cat man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't into that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, he doesn't. He's not into eternal bondage. It's cool. It's cool. I'm fine with that. And <laughs> it, it doesn't cost anything for the base package, but there's different uh, upgrades, I guess. Yeah. Right. The benefits scale. Uh, yeah. The base package, uh, which is free, is pretty much the majority of everything you would want. So certainly your significant others, if they play this game, that's a no-brainer. But, you know, if you have a close friend that wants to do it and they're mm-hmm. single, see, Jacob's already married off. I mean, yeah. can you get divorced in the game? You can. You but, can get uh, divorced? I don't plan on divorcing oh. my, kid, my, uh, my oh, friend. Oh, fine then. Uh, no, I, it's, it's cute. It's cute. No, they, they, they definitely have tried to build a really big, comprehensive world that you can lose yourself in or you can dip your toe into. And having not played it for two weeks when I went on travel and come back, I was like, ooh, I'm not as into this as I used to be. And then, like you said, you just do a little bit and get back yep. in, and you're like, oh, you no, remember where you are, what you're doing, and Ugh, too much. Um, but yeah, anything else we we missed? I mean, I know we missed a lot, but like, I mean, for a kind of an <coughs> overview slash introduction to yeah. the world of Fantasy 14, I think we've covered most of the basics. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of detail. But if any of you do decide to play, and you're on either Gilgamesh or Fairy, Fairy. Fairy Certainly let us know on flameon.com, flameonshow.com or the flameon show Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, or Twitter or God, flameon podcast. Any way you can get a hold of us, comment on, uh, SoundCloud. You can put little comments in there. Just let us know your, your characters' names. If you're already playing, certainly let us know. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're in taint, hello, uh, say hi to me on the uh, chat. I'm Severian Earth on, uh, on Gilgamesh. You're what? <laughs> Alalalalat. Good luck. <laughs> we may have to put that in the show notes Maybe. just because the show notes. I couldn't even spell it, and I tried. And what's your and uh, I'm name? Roos Tanak. Roos Tanak. Yes. So you can have first and last names. That's where the two parts are. So you know, hit us up on there. Say, hey, I listened to you on Flame On. This is great. I'm glad you covered it. Certainly, would love to, uh, you know, chat with you yeah. on there. And I'm very social in the game. Oh. Talk Jacob is everybody. He has how many link shells do you have? Oh, so link shells are oh, so not yeah. just free companies like you have your little group that chats. You can make your own little arbitrary group of friends mm-hmm. or whatever. So how many link shells? Uh, I think I'm to six or seven. Jesus God. Well, I mean, I mean, they you they limit there. you to eight, but but yeah. I mean, how but many I mean, I like I think I'm on four because I have one for hunts. I have mm-hmm. one just for end game party finder base. Okay, so you use yours for different specific yeah. purposes. Okay. Yeah. See, I just, you hooked me up with that one. Capo. But then we made our own for our little group of coworkers. Cause like so. when I first started, there were, there's two big, well, in 2.0, there were two big world bosses that would randomly appear, Odin and Behemoth. And so we had a link shell specifically for people to shout out, Hey, Odin's up or mm-hmm. Hey, Behemoth. Oh, okay. So, well, that's handy. Which, yeah. uh, I guess at that point they were level <laughs> 56 or 58 when we were all still level 50. Yeah. Uh, Odin was a very tough fight. Um, so you would gather like a hundred people in the world and just mm-hmm. go at Odin, just try and kill him. Yeah. Uh, and he would drop items and tokens and other kind of strange form of currency, which you'd hate. Odin is right here <laughs> walking past us as we're, what did you which get- now Odin's actually harder as a world boss because so few people are doing him. Mm-hmm. Oh. And even if you're level 60, you see, and I have a quest for Odin. It's Earth's uh, but that, but so that is two different Odin trial version. Oh, that's the trial version. Yeah. Okay. So I can do that. And when we say experience. trial, we don't mean yeah. like a, a limited trial. Or no, no, no. Like that. It's the fight yeah. of a specific boss or yeah. primal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so seriously, there's a lot to talk about with this, this Final Fantasy stuff. And online gaming in general, you know, as, as our interest takes us, if you go back on the feed, 
I've talked a lot about uh, my role playing experiences mm-hmm. on Old Republic. Does Taint role play? What's that? Does Taint role play? Uh, I don't know actually. No, there's, not, there's probably a contingent of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. But like, I got into these little scenes that they set up and had this whole story, and I had never done that before, and I was like, oh, so that's back back a few years. I mean, you know, there was the, one guild I was in in WoW for a while that was an RP guild. I didn't participate too much in the <laughs> RP, but they were very much right. I definitely role play. I role play as a male woman. A male lady? A male lady. A male lady. You're a quote-unquote girl guy in real life? I am, yes. <laughs> guy in real life, but you're a male, M-A-I-L lady. Yes, a male. A post lady. That is my role play. I am a post lady. That's very, that's very gender fluid of you. I appreciate that. Of course. I, I respect everyone's decision of their gender. Because, you know, when he first found me in the game, he actually posed us for pictures. Yes, I did. Aww. They're quite, we're quite, quite nice little pictures. <laughs> so Brian's Aww. race is a Rogadin, which is a very huge, burly kind of Andre the Giant looking thing. I was going for Thanos accidentally, although, you know, later looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that's gay Thanos. And then he put pink makeup on him and stuff. I'm, uh, I'm a Rogadin as well. Oh, okay. yeah, well, figures. Really? Us oh. bearish types. Yeah. Were, were they're, all they're, I mean, I'm at a part. I'm in a Facebook group for Final Fantasy 14 Bears. What? Yeah. Why did I know about this? Why did you add me? Oh my! God. I will. I Go will add me for God's sake. Um, and we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll share this episode there, of yeah. course. Um, but um, again, anything else Final Fantasy related? You know, we we don't. We probably won't do much of this with the main cast because basically mm-hmm. none of them play this game. Nope. <laughs> the reason we have this, no. Um, but no, seriously, if, if you guys are interested, we, we definitely are social gamers and we mm-hmm. would like to, I mean, I'm again trying to work with the tank community and, and, uh, any, any community you're in, if you want to just reach out and talk, we can be found at flameonshow.com, flame on Facebook, flame on show on Facebook, flame on podcast on Twitter and, uh, Tumblr. All the all the social media, if you just look up Flame On, you'll find us. And so. as Brian was discussing earlier, I'm very helpful with new people. If you're just getting into the game or MMOs, I'll be absolutely happy to help. A la 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 la. A la 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 la. A la 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 la. May. May. Like I said, I probably have to put that in the show notes because I, I just, yeah, you don't can't, worry. You can't find them otherwise. And, uh, thanks for uh, listening. We'll uh, definitely, you know, enjoy our interview with, uh, with the tank guys. And, uh, thanks a lot. As I mentioned, I sat down with Vane and Hawk from the Taint Gaming Free Company in Final Fantasy XIV. Taint is one of the many guilds that comprise the Rough Trade Gaming community on Facebook and on InGen and some other sites as well. So uh, check out our interview with the uh, main guild leaders behind Taint. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I uh, was... Uh, talking with my fellow flame on colleagues earlier about taint and my experience thus far as a member of the uh not guild or i guess in some ways it's a guild but the free company in final fantasy 14 and i've had a great time so far i really uh have enjoyed everything i've seen in the chat uh specifically um so without going too much further we'll talk about all that uh i would like to welcome of course hawk and vane welcome to flame on well, thank you. Now, I have to get the officer titles correct, and I apologize if I butcher them, but Vane, you are the guild, or the free company, what, leader? Yeah, guild leader, free company leader, whatever, headmaster, honcho, emperor, whatever the fuck you want to call me. <laughs> that is, that's, I will call you that. Um, and in Hawk, I know you are an officer as well, right? Correct, yeah. Title is just officer, so I'm just here. 
Well, you can you can call yourself whatever you want, really. Flabber likes to be the name. Now you also have other people who I've seen in the chats seem to take on a sort of officerish uh, or official representative of the guild quality. I believe Yuki is another one. Yes, yes. Uh, Yuki and Hawk are my two officers. Okay. And uh, I have uh, several escorts. And what the escorts do are honeybee escorts, uh, as inspired from Final Fantasy VII. They're designed to help try to get people into the free company uh, quickly and seamlessly. And uh, we've had over 1,740 members to date that have joined in our free companies, which has been a lot. So uh, they help out tremendously. So it's it's kind of like a group effort, really. So I uh, I had no problems joining the guild or the free company uh, several months ago. I, I know the process for some can be a little convoluted uh, because you do have to go through engine. Uh, but having been in other guilds in the past, you know, in uh, WoW and in uh, Old Republic, it was you know not a not a new thing to me. Uh, but of course, I actually found out about you guys from the Rough Trade Gaming Community Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that has been going for. A lot longer, I believe, than Taint, since, of course, 14 just came out a few years ago. Uh, were you, uh, Vane or, or Hawk, were either of you uh, founding members of that group, or did you come along later, or what's the story with no, that? Um, I actually came just uh, two years ago when uh, Final Fantasy 14 started on up. I had been playing in Rough Trade for, oh my god, at least seven years, eight years, something along those lines. Uh, we are in a lot of other games. We're in World of Warcraft, which is where I first started on up. We're in Guild Wars 2, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. I mean, the, the number of games that we've been in is just massive. We even started back in City of Heroes uh, oh, wow. about 12 years ago. So that's, that was our original starting point. And Rough Trade and Paint are just kind of interchangeable names that we've used out throughout all the years. Now, uh, I played City Heroes, actually, in City of Villains, and I wish I had known about uh, Rough Trade then, uh, because I think I would have had a much better experience. I, I did enjoy the game a lot, and for those of you younger listeners, of course, and you missed out, uh, this was one of the very, well, probably the very first superhero-themed uh, MMORPG, and I had some fabulous creations, uh, lots of pink and purple, of course, <laughs> And uh, I can honestly say that in that game, I did see a few other somewhat obvious or most likely LGBT people running around. But, uh, you know, I don't think I did any of the guilds in that game. It really wasn't its old Republic. And I don't think I did Taint, to be honest. There was another guild, and I've talked about it on the show years ago when I did this. But uh, it was an RP uh, guild, and it took itself a little seriously at times. Um but I did have a good experience in that guild, and of course, so far, uh, as I was alluding to earlier, the chat alone in rough tra- in uh, Taint in FF14, not only is it very informative, and I've actually gotten some great uh, information about the game in there, um, but I've learned a lot about the players' uh, sexual proclivities. Oh yes, 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 yes. And uh, one of you mentioned earlier about engine. The reason why we use engine. Uh, first and foremost is uh, that people have to agree to our charter. And uh, the most important part of our charter is that you need to be at least 18 to be able to get into the guild because 
the guild can get a little raunchy. A so, little you know, we want to make sure that we're uh, following and adhering with all local laws and whatnot. So we, we do take that extremely seriously just to be able to ensure that everybody can just freely talk about section, sex and sexuality as much as they want. So, And I, I totally see the the merit in that i mean i don't know what the uh demographics of ff14 is i i assumed that you could be younger and play the game although the game itself actually has had some sort of racy content uh we talked about in the former segment we uh one of my favorite missions recently was uh stroking the haft which (laughs) i guess technically is not that uh it's kind of like golden girls obscene you know if you know the joke you get it, it's hilarious. If you don't, if you're a little kid and it's just kind of over But they definitely do touch on that topic quite a bit, especially with their achievement system. And I think at this point, <laughs> the, the fan base for Final Fantasy XIV has definitely come to accept the fact that, yeah, we can insert quite a few interesting topics <laughs> and raunchy ideas into our achievements and quests. Yes. And it's great. It's great because, like, it's like, like I said, the Golden Girls. When I was a kid, I watched the Golden Girls. I had a great time. I didn't get most of the material... I go back later and I have an even better time because I get the adult humor and it's just great. So now with Taint specifically, um, I know you guys have a rich chat community. Another thing I saw and I've actually not been able to be a part of yet, and I'm so sad I missed this year, is your Pride Parade. So um, I'm going to post a video up on our uh, Flame on Facebook of one of the the Pride Parades, but I'm also going to post a video I want to talk about here in a second. Uh, that was actually a wedding video. But uh, the Pride Parade video, let's start there, because if you can picture a Pride Parade in real life, you know, it's drag queens and Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and Leather Daddies and you, you name it. And it's a great time out in the street. It's all kinds of fun, but it's hot. It's in June. It's Well, mostly in June. Online, you don't have those limitations. It's nice and relaxed and comfortable. And you guys have made this awesome parade of, the rainbow, like I, 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 I don't know if you guys want to explain to the listeners sort of how that is executed, but the pictures and video I've seen, it's just nothing but colorful. Um, well, that was a lot of work. I got to tell you, it was, a, <laughs> it was a, that was a few months. Um, I, I Hawk, were you part of that the uh, yeah. first year? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, actually, the first one, which I don't know if you'll see in the videos, I actually led the parade for the first one, <laughs> um, and we. In case you haven't seen the video, we paraded throughout one of the main towns, Limza, Liminza, and we just went from one end of town to the other. Now, with this year, we kind of took it up a notch. They have introduced flying as part of the Heaven's Ward expansion, and we decided, rather than just parading, you know, rainbow style from reds to purples and everything in between, why don't we try to create a flag on our own? And, oh my god, the amount of planning that we really had to put in this between every single one of our members was tremendous and yet amazing if you could see the results right and um what uh the vast majority there was a lot of contributions which were wonderful but the vast majority of all of the dyes that everyone was wearing we had crafted ourselves and uh we had spent uh, quite a few thousand gil on all the different dyes that were involved with that one it was uh, it got pretty intense, and what we had to do for the first year is we had to lock up the, the guild bank, the free company bank, 
and uh, we would have to have people withdraw out a stack of each of the colors. And that was the only way that we could keep them balanced, because that was one of my big fears, because you know that uh, colors like red and blue and purple, everybody wants those colors. People usually don't go towards the oranges and the yellows and you know whatnot. So uh, what we want to do is try to be able to balance everything out ahead of time before we finally got up to the parade. And then once we got there, then we had like a ton of additional dyes just in case people didn't show up. And then we started redying people there. So now with this parade, uh, I'm sure other people in the game, which uh, but I haven't mentioned this yet. I think I'm, I mentioned it in the previous segment. You guys are on Gilgamesh, which is what the second most populated server in the game, I believe. So you probably had a crowd. And, and if I know if, you know, Limza, I've spent a little bit of time in there. You know, you had people hanging out. What, what was the kind of reaction that you could see, or did anyone message you, or did anyone start emoting? Like, what, what kind of reaction did you guys get? We, we mostly had a definitely positive reaction from the server and its participants. Um, a lot of the people, for last year, for example, we had a lot of people who weren't even part of the Rough Trade Gaming community come and join us and don the colors and stand with the rest of us and kind of just show their support. Um, this year, you know, with flying being introduced, it was a little bit harder, but they definitely came out to the area. And just from word of mouth alone from that day, uh, people just started kind of flocking in and being like, hey, what's what's going on here? And seeing the rainbow flag, they're like, oh, hey, this is, this is happening. And as far as I know, we have not had negative feedback from it, and everyone on Gilgamesh has been great about it. Right. Um, and oh, one of the things... When we started this guild up, because we were, we started this up in uh, the what's it called phase four, the uh, before the game was originally released, we had already established the free company. But since then, over the years, I've established really good relations with all of the free company leaders across all of Gilgamesh, not just LGBT, but everywhere. We've we've developed link shells. We've had conversations. We've been communicating back and forth with one another. I was just talking to one of them just before this has even started up. Um, it's, it's wonderful that Gilgamesh really started out as an LGBT-friendly uh, server and has grown and expanded tremendously under that. And that's something I'm really proud of. I'm really happy that the entire community gets together. We, in fact, uh, just because I know that there's always concerns, especially with people who may not be on Gilgamesh now and think, eh, do I really want to transfer? There was one point that I, the only one time in two years that I had ever seen anybody pull off like a homophobic rant uh, out in public. And I had talked to the free company leader of that community, and I had talked to a GM. The GM reacted immediately, and uh, the uh, the free company leader, who is not LGBT, saw the the screenshots and said, "This is not how I want my guild represented," and kicked them right on out. Wow! So it's this this server is extremely LGBT friendly. It is if you are feeling any sense of homophobia and you play Final Fantasy fourteen or don't even play any of those games, give it a shot. Try it on out. Do a tra uh, uh, transfer over to our server. You, you'll you love it. You absolutely will. Well, in fact, um, I, I actually transferred. I, I originally set up on, I don't remember now, Altos or who knows, some other thing. And uh, partly because of you guys and also because of my friend uh, Jacob, who we talked to earlier, like... I, it was $18 server transfer. I'm like, I had to think about this. And I was like, all right, you know what? 
Why not? And I have not regretted it. In fact, I will go so far as to say, not only with your in your community, but in the game itself, I echo completely what you're saying. I have I have never had any negative reactions. I mean, my character is a, a Rogadin, but he's purple with a little, you know, pink uh, heart on his face. Like, I'm not trying to be in disguise here, and I'm sure once I get my glamorism, I die, I'm going to make something fabulous, and it's going to be great. But... Like, I just, I've never had any people saying inappropriate things. I've had, I haven't even had any grief when I'm being kind of an idiot and I don't know what I'm doing. I've actually had so many people in, 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 in game help and be so helpful and nice. Uh, and, and actually to your, to your credit, several people when I mentioned, cause they were like, oh, you should join our guild. You should, our, our fruit company. They'll, and I said, well, I'm actually applying to be in Taint. And they're like, oh, we love them. They were really nice. Uh, I think one of them was your neighbor. Uh, in the uh, lavender beds, which is the uh, houses, you know, for those yeah. people who haven't played, um, and and they were just could not say any nicer things. They're like, "Oh, you're going, you're you're in great hands. It's gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna have so much fun." So, well, I mean, we do throw mean house parties in our neighborhood. <laughs> we do. We have hot tubs downstairs. Okay. We make sure that we have as many hot tubs as humanly possible in the basement. As much as the game will allow us. So. I laughed so hard <laughs> when I went into the house for the first time. Because of how fabulous, and I haven't been to very many of the other houses. I think I went to one or two, and you know they were whatever. They'd about be about what you'd expect. But you guys have decked out that place. It is fabulous, and the hot tubs are amazing. And uh, anyone who, even if you listen to this and you don't join the guild, it, there are open houses. You can just walk in and sort of traipse around, and it's worth checking out because let me tell you, it's it's fabulous. And you know, yes. we, we definitely try to keep that up to date. Um, one of our main housing people, Yuki, uh, I'm afraid she's the other officer that she's not here. She deals a lot with the house, and she recently just redid everything. And the fact that she does this every couple of months is amazing, because especially with new content coming in, you have a bunch of new furniture, a bunch of different decorations that you can use, and she still manages to spice things up every few months, and it it wows all of us. The fact that we're all in the guild and we're still coming here going like, holy crap, what did you do? <laughs> it's, it really is amazing. And I, I love the fact that we not only have a server that we can call our home, but we also have a house that we can call our home. And yeah. we're very much so proud to admit that we have the very first house created on the server. This was, really? this was ours. Like We all saved up as much as we humanly could. And we... You know, we're just proud to do that and have that for all of our members. Well, was, uh, right. we, we established very first day one, and uh, I don't believe there was a single house established on the entire server within one week of us creating wow. it. Well, you have a prime spot, too, I think. Uh, uh, you know what? We saw the waterfall. We were just like, yeah, this is us. <laughs> that, that had to be ours. I mean. And there's a deck. There is, like, a little deck that just wraps around the thing that is fantastic so for those of you again who if you've never played you haven't been in the game you'll you'll see but houses in ff14 are they're not uh instances they're shared parts of the community so they're a finite resource and uh you know you walk through the neighborhood you will see individual people's houses and they're and they're they're expensive i i when i started looking at you know just just kind of curious i just i couldn't believe it i'm like oh my god how do they how do they pool their resources? Now, a new thing in the game with Heavensward is, and I correct if I'm wrong, and I haven't, I haven't seen this yet, of course, you guys have airships now too, right? Correct. Yeah, we yes. do. 
Um, and our, our team is actually working very hard on this, especially our escorts, on procuring whatever the latest items are possible that our airships can attain. Now, you can't exactly see the airship, which is kind of iffy, but um, we're hoping that the fruits of our labor will definitely show in the coming patches. Yeah, I would be uh, sad if that isn't a long-term goal for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I've been, uh, I don't communicate directly. It's not like I have an instant messenger with the OCP. I have met him. I, I do know that uh, he has seen the Pride video. Um, he was telling me all about it and telling me that all the developers in Japan saw it too. Oh, wow. So, and, you know, that was really cool. I was I was really shocked to hear something like that, but um, I don't even know where I was going with that. I always, I always choke up on a story. <laughs> just like, just to be able to meet that guy and just for him to be like, yeah, we know who you are. We've seen your work. Like, what? I know. I can't even. Like, well, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, the fact that obviously we've seen his work. We not only see it, we live his work. It's it's very humbling to know that he has seen our work. Like the hours that we've put into, whether it be the videos, the events that we set up, and now with all of the airship stuff, I'm I'm very excited actually to see what happens out of the airship stuff, to see what we can create out of it in case that he is able to see whatever it is that we create because, I mean, God knows he's listened before, so hopefully he'll listen again. And what's really nice about Final Fantasy XIV, in the case that you don't play it, or in the case you don't visit the forums, this game is unbelievably fan-servicing everyone. Oh, yeah. You can go up and actually like, record live uh, video of themselves reading off some of the questions that people ask and answering them right then and there. Even if they're really challenging questions, and the producer could be like, leaning back in his chair going, ah, you know, I mean, he's still, he'll still respond to it and he'll still listen to it. And I have mentioned, please make sure that uh, the airships eventually get instanced so we can all have like a big airship party. I want a big gay ro- boat ride up in the air and uh, I think it should happen. I think it should happen. I, I, I have been nothing but impressed by Yoshi P and the fact that he, I mean, if you, if you know the whole story and we talked a little bit about this earlier on, on the previous segment, um, you know, the, the game originally was just a mess and that they brought this relatively young creator in who had done some work, but not a lot and just took everything that he had to work with. And I mean, it is a completely different experience now and immensely successful. I mean, I was just very happy to see his continued and sustained interest in the community and his support of of all of these free expressions and creativity. I mean, I think I think he really has a good sense of community and ownership of this product, which you don't always see in a lot of companies, you know, that make these MMOs. So, I want to go back to the videos because I just happened to watch and again, we'll put this up on Flame on the wedding video that uh Vane you you made and what's magical about this is several things. Okay, so one, the fact that the game allows same-sex marriage is something I am old enough certainly to appreciate is not to be expected and is actually really cool. Um, and especially even now in some cases where they just don't even let you, you know, have a same-sex love interest or any kind of same-sex content. But uh, what made it even more special to me is seeing the ceremony, which I hadn't seen, um, and to see your text under it. Because, it, and again, you'll see this when you watch it, 
it references your story growing up and playing Final Fantasy games, specifically six, uh, and the, the Terra story as a kind of, in a sense, acceptance story, uh, acceptance myth, and and how much you you related to that, and how how much it just tied into everything you guys were doing, uh, having the ceremony of uh, eternal bonding, and and having your your the taint guild represented there again in multicolors and all that like that was a really beautiful video and really cool to see not only that you could do it but that you did it and i i just really i hope our listeners go check it out because it's a great moment in i think the game's history to have that kind of thing out there you know yes what's nice uh No, that's okay. Um, what's really nice, at least for the, the, the first part that you mentioned, the, the marriage itself, what's really great about that is that originally Yoshi P did not have any intentions of having same-gender relationships introduced into the game. There were petitions and there were people who called out in the community pleading to please allow this to happen. He had really no pressure whatsoever to be able to push through this. LGBT is still a minority in the vast majority of people out there. And, you know, it wasn't something that he really felt obligated to. He really had no financial burden or financial loss for this whatsoever. This was a guy who did this solely because he wanted to. And I I think that that speaks volumes not only for the game itself, but the people who are behind the game. And that really does shine through. Um, With the the video itself, yeah. uh, I've actually been a massive Final Fantasy nut since I was a kid. And it's funny because Final Fantasy was the last game on the shelves at Blockbuster Video way back when (laughs) that I actually picked up. Like, I looked at the game and I was just like, oh, this is so complicated. And then I just kept going back and forth, and I never went to the thing. And then I finally one day went to it, and that game just like, spoke to me the very first day. Like, I used to, back in junior high, bring in the uh, Peter Olsen strategy guide that uh, came with the original Final Fantasy III. Back in college, I I had a Kafka reference in one of my AOL Instant Messenger names, and one of my professors ended up seeing it, and he was like, what's Kafka? And, you know, I mentioned, well, you know, I mean, it's something a couple of my friends just started calling me lately, and he's, I had a professor in college who called me Kafka, and to this day. Nice. Like, he doesn't even call me by my, you know, real name anymore. It's, this actually yeah. does worry me that the, the FC leader of our entire FC who represents the Final Fantasy fourteen chapter of the Rough Trade Gaming community is Kafka, who is an <laughs> evil mastermind. So now I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> Goes with a <the> theme. <laughs> well so I, I again, you know, if you guys go check this video out, I, I think it's it's a great it's a great story. Now I have yet to have the ceremony of eternal bonding. Uh, but now I know what it looks like, and it looks fabulous. I mean, <laughs> but again, I, I, I feel like this episode does so much to, you know, for people, again, who've never experienced it, but to just, just get the word out about this great community, both the Final Fantasy community as large, but also the, the tank community uh, specifically. Um, and if you are an LGBT gamer, uh, even if you're a straight ally, because we actually have a lot of straight listeners too, uh, you know, there's plenty of, of things to enjoy in the guild. 
I mean, first of all, you know you're going to have fun. You know, the conversations are rarely boring and uninteresting. And I've been in some link shells where that's pretty much the case. Uh, I can't speak to other guilds but uh, or free companies, but I certainly think you guys have something pretty exceptional. Uh, in other games besides Final Fantasy, have you had similar sort of experiences in the in the having these guilds, or have you had any oh, yeah. really bad experiences overall in gaming that you want to talk about? Honestly, I have had nothing but good experiences, and a lot of the experiences you're mentioning right now makes me very happy because those are the exact same experiences I had about seven, eight years ago, I think it was about then, when it was just after Burning Crusade for World of Warcraft, and I had had to transfer over because the server was full, because there were so many LGBT people on Proudmoore, and we had just like, I mean, it was crazy that I had tried for weeks trying to get onto that server, and I was so frustrated. I was like, do I really want to spend this money? Do I really want to blow this money on a community that I've never been a part of? I had originally seen it in The Advocate, the, the Rough Trade Gaming community, because we were featured in The Advocate then. And uh, I, you know, I just, I went with it. I, I figure, why not? Might as well just give it a shot. And I have never regretted it. It has been a fantastic community. There's so many nice people. There's good people. I have met uh, countless friends and allies throughout all the years. I've gone to uh, San Francisco, and I've met quite a few of them already. I will be meeting a lot more coming up this October in Provincetown oh. for 2015. Nice. Uh, we are, yep, we are having an event that's also available on rtgc.engine.com slash ffxiv. Or just go to rtgc.engine.com and you should be able to find your way around it. But uh, once you apply over there, you'll be able to see all the info about that. And uh, there's still a lot of rooms available, too. So, I mean, even if you want to come along, just have some fun. It's also going to be Leather Week down there. So <laughs> going to be a lot of different experiences. And, a lot of, and I have um, a couple uh, games and social things planned out. So uh, you can look forward to that. Oh, that's awesome. Now, are you guys, or I don't know if it taint may not, but is there a Rough Trade uh, meetup at DragonCon this year as well? Um, I do not believe that there's one at DragonCon this year. We, we did have a mini meetup last year. Yep. We do try to move around as often as humanly possible. We try to get into every region of the United States that we possibly can. We've discussed Canada. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't know about Canada just yet. We're still working on trying to get more people getting passports. But uh, <laughs> once we uh, start pulling that in, I mean, that's, you know, sky's the limit, really. Uh, but we have been, oh, God, I, everywhere. Uh, we have, jeez, I'm Key West, Bahamas. I believe we've gone to. Um, Bahamas? We've gone to, I don't know if we've gone oh, to Bahamas. Did. I, did that we? might have been before my time, sorry. It might have been Key West, actually, yeah. I think that sounds yeah. about right. It might be, a, yeah. And then uh, we had uh, Southern Decadence. We oh. were down there for that, too. Very nice. Yeah, so there's there's been quite a few events. In fact, uh, the founder of the guild and myself checked out P-Town uh, last year just to make sure that you know everything was good and we were solid for booking and whatnot. And uh, we've got a discount through for Rough Traders at a hotel. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, because we've got so many people coming. That so helps a lot in Provincetown, so that's great. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, if you guys ever want to come down to Orlando, we have a couple awesome events. One, of course, the, the geekier event is MegaCon. That's our big, you know, whatever. And uh, my partner actually does Bear Bust here every year. 
uh, which is a pretty big bear-centric event, but I am trying to get a bit more of a geeky presence. So if, you know, down the road, if anybody's interested, uh, it's, a, it's an annual October thing. It's, I think it's around the same time you guys are doing Provincetown. So uh, I'll miss that this time. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited I got to meet you guys in, in, in uh, Dra- DragonCon last year because I didn't realize that it was uh, a, mobile, uh, a mobile thing like that. So uh, that worked out well. You know what? It, that was just I, honestly that was a last minute planning sort of thing. Oh, okay. I I heard so many people say that it was uh, there were like a ton of gamers that were down in Atlanta. I was like, you know what? I got some extra vacation time. Let's do this. So I I took a day off uh, of work and I just spent the the full weekend down there. I think it was Labor Day weekend or one of those. It's, yeah, it's Labor Day. Yeah. Yes. And it was fun. I uh, I stayed with uh, two rough traders, uh, really cool guys. I uh, once we went over to a bar. I can't think of the name for the life of me. I was that bar was a dive. It was a dive bar. It but was it was, a dive bar. it was fun. It was a fun <laughs> dive bar. It was. It was. Uh, there was. I would say what probably about ten, fifteen people there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean it wasn't huge, but it was nice enough that it was so impromptu. It was like. One week's worth of planning. That was basically what that was. Well, so it was really cool, and I, I, I had never. I think I had just joined the Rough Trade group, and uh, and uh, so that was my first uh, meeting anybody. And I had a lovely time, so it was great. And and again, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this, and thank you for. I know what it's like to be a volunteer in an organization, and admittedly, this is a little bit more fun than some other some organizations that we volunteer for. But I still know that it takes a lot of time and energy, and I appreciate you guys putting this in to make the the taint experience <laughs> such a great experience for all of the people in it. Uh, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course, our pleasure. And uh, I guess uh, thanks again for uh, joining us. And uh, again, if you have any questions about uh, Rough Trade, you can find them on Facebook. Is that uh, Engine? Uh, the, and we'll put up some links in the, uh, in the show notes for this, but um, is there like a couple good URLs you can give out just to get people to check it out? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you go to Facebook, uh, just type in the Rough Trade Gaming Community. You do need to wait for the founder of the guild to accept you into the group. So if you don't immediately get in, just wait it out. Maybe it takes about a week or so. He usually gets ooh, like a good hundred requests wow. all the time. Like I mean, it's just crazy. Me, it's so worth it. <laughs> yeah. And um, in addition to that, if you go to RTGC, that's Rough Trade Gaming Community Engine E njin.com that will take you right over to our main site. You can apply into the guild, read over our charter, know what we're all about. You can even contact us and you'd be able to reach us directly. Yeah, like I said, I had no problems getting in. It did take just a couple iterations. I think I, I transferred servers, I applied and then I think it was the like the next morning I was in. So it was really seamless and again, I've had a great experience. So again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank of course, you. thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining 
and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.